And good morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show is underway, sponsored by Harvest Ridge Coffee from Refreshment Services Pepsi. It's premier rich coffee, always roasted in a small batch, never gets burned, never gets bitter. The beans are all hand roasted. We love it here at the Radio Ranch, and you can have it at your house. You can have it on the go. Uh, Pick it up at your local convenience store or, of course, get it delivered to your office just as we do our monthly delivery here at the Radio Ranch. It's Harvest Ridge Coffee from Refreshment Services Pepsi, a rich, sophisticated coffee experience. Can't you tell how rich and sophisticated I am, Beth McKenzie? Wasn't that the first thing you said when you saw me this morning? Oh, Mary is so rich and sophisticated. It must be her coffee. Hey, how are things going? Get right up to that microphone. we got to pull that right up. You move the microphone to you. There you go. Put it like you're looking through me at this little target. Oh, perfect. It's like a soccer goal. Now, okay. I'm, now I'm talking your language, That's right? right? Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, by the way, we'll talk later about how your brother and your sister-in-law and everybody are. But let's talk first about the elephant in the room. The why is closing down the pool. We kind of understand it's a monetary mm-hmm. issue. But wow, this is a crushing blow. Yeah, it's, it's it's sad to see it go, but it's, you know, been a financial, it's, it was a financial decision. And I know there's a lot of emotions involved, but it was the financially smart thing to do. Yeah, when you run a not-for-profit, you have to understand we can't sell a product. We can't just keep raising, you know, money. Uh, it has to happen. So, you know, I just was swimming in there. Mm-hmm. And I there, there's nothing wrong with the pool, though. I mean, that I can see. Yes, it's not, not the problem. Yeah, it's not no. like, oh, it's green on the bottom or, oh, it's leaking. But it may be leaking. No. I wouldn't know it. But to, to the member's eye, you can't see what all it entails to to fix it, to get up but to. But the lifetime of it. Yes. It, it's the original pool, right? It's the original pool, and it exceeded its lifespan. Well, you know, somebody that had a pool here in town made a basketball court out of it at Notre Dame. I mean, I guess you could have made another basketball court. We could have the pit, too. But you've decided to go a different direction. The Y is going to reconfigurate. And, yes, it's sad that we've lost the pool, or we haven't lost it yet, but we will be losing the pool. When's the last day people can go swimming? Uh, It'll be the end of December. Okay. So starting 2024, no pool. But then we're going to go under a major kind of renovation at the Y because you want to capture that space. Yes. And enlarge other areas, make room for some other things that are financially feasible and popular at the Y. Correct, yes. We're, we're thinking the plan is to flip-flop the um, the downstairs to be upstairs, so it's going to be all wellness upstairs with a whole brand-new wellness facility. Um, and then the downstairs is going to be an amazing kid zone. Everything... Um, Child-related will be downstairs, and it's, it's, the visions for it are amazing. Well, I know that one of the things, and you're very safe at the Y, but that child's area is so close to the front door. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's always been a little bit of a, mm, the kids could easily get out. Not easily, but, you know, they could get out, or somebody coming in could have access. So this will be better. I'm sure when you redo this, you're going to put all kinds of security precautions well, in. And that was one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be all children downstairs, and then we have the... Uh, exterior the door um, to the parking lot that will be only for people coming in and out to to pick up their children or to drop off their children Um, so yes we do have that um, the safety issue in mind as well and um, like I said it's going to be amazing and the kids are going to love it the Y always was known as a place where kids learn to swim now having said that the Y still runs the Jackson Lincoln pool right or is that going by the wayside as well 
Um, we did partner with them. I don't know what the future okay. of that is. So that is to be determined, too. Yes. Because the Y kind of came in there and helped with their expertise. So we'll yes. see what's going to happen. Again, if you're interested in rescuing swimming pools, I'm sure they'll be taking up a fund. So <laughs> you know, keep your eyes and ears open. We'll tell you here at WTAD uh, what we hear. Um, let's talk a little bit about, speaking of children, that goes right into days off school daycare. The Y has an after-school program that's always full, mm-hmm. but some parents kind of have it figured out as long as school's in session. But when school's not in session, they freak out because who's going to take their kids just for two days? Exactly. You know, who's going to take your kids just for a day? You know, I mean, Casimir Pulaski Day. Who's going to take my kid? You know, I've got to go to work. Nobody's recognizing that. They don't even do that in the Quincy Public Schools anymore. But that was always the one that was like the biggest mm-hmm. bonehead thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. It's, he's worthy of a day of recognition, but he's from Chicago. Nobody <laughs> nobody gets the day off work, but all the kids got the day off school. It was like one of those crazy things that happened. So the Quincy Family YMCA always has days off school. But because Christmas camp, I mean, is longer and longer, not just a one day or two day, but you need them for almost a week, mm-hmm. two weeks almost, uh, you've got a winter day camp. And uh, this is going to go on from 7 in the morning till 6 at night. So parents... A lot of you are really in crunch time. For some people, this is the busy time of year. This is not a time when they get to take off. If they're in retail, they're working overtime. Mm-hmm. If they're in the accounting field, they're working overtime. So they need a place that will take their kids for a prolonged period during the day, not just for an hour or two. So tell us about winter camp. So winter camp is a great time for the kids. And also, you know, it's not only for working parents, but uh, for the stay-at-home mom or dad that wants to get all of their last-minute Christmas shopping done or cleaning the house or anything that they might need to do to get ready for the holidays. It's $25 a day. So um, that is pretty cheap babysitting in my book. Um, Yes. And we do all kinds of things for the kids. I mean, there's always crafts, and they will be swimming as long as the pool is open. It goes through um, January 2nd, so obviously on that day um, we won't be doing any swimming. But um, in the meantime, we will take full advantage of the pool. Um, there's going to be snacks um, provided, and it's it's just a good time. I see the kids running around, and they're always smiling, laughing, and very engaged. Very engaged. And, you know, uh, one year, my very dear friend, Mrs. Santa Claus, even made an appearance and read some stories. So maybe we'll talk with Mrs. Santa Claus and she, see if she can put that on her schedule. Yeah. That'd be nice because she really enjoyed going there and, and meeting with the kids at the Y, the big kids and the little kids. And I will say she was so impressed with the big kids because they were really mature mm-hmm. and they treated Mrs. Santa Claus with great respect and helped their younger ones in the class really enjoy the magical aspects of Mrs. Santa Claus. So folks, this is a, one of the things the Y does. They really have reached out to the community They partner with the United Way. They're a United Way agency, and they say, what do we need in our community? Where can we help? We don't want to replicate. What can we do? And this child care portion is a critical part of what the Y has decided that's going to be one of the ways it can be the most helpful to the community. So if you are one of those working parents out there and you're not a member of the Y, that's okay. It's only $35, and you don't even have to live in Quincy. I mean, if somebody works in Quincy and – they're from Palmyra or Hannibal or wherever, and they're bringing their child over. Is that mm-hmm. okay? Oh, yeah. The, everyone, okay. Anyone is welcome. Anyone is welcome. Yeah, and it's, uh, also um, West Central and DCFS payments are accepted for that. Okay. So anyone 5 to 13, they don't take the little bitties, 
But 5 to 13, they bring their towel, they bring their swimsuit, they'll go swimming every day. That's a great adventure mm-hmm. in the winter. And they bring their water bottle, and uh, the snack is provided, but they eat a little bag lunch. Mm-hmm. And life is good. And uh, if you want to be part of that, contact the YMCA immediately because they start on Thursday, December 21st. They're Friday, December 22nd. The 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and January 2nd, and those days coincide with the days that Quincy Public Schools are out of school. I'm taking off most of those days myself. So my husband works for the school district. He he wants to spend time with me. Unbelievable. (laughs) I don't understand why. Uh, Let's talk about something that is going to happen for the grown-ups now. Santa Claus is coming to party with the high fitness class on December 23rd at 9 a.m., what is that? That's a is that a Saturday morning? December that 23rd? is a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, Santa Claus will be <laughs> in the high fitness room. Now, Santa, he has a bad, sometimes a bad body image. Like, but he really is usually very fit and trim most of the year. Mm-hmm. But when we leave all those treats out for him, that's when he gets that big poofy belly, right? Mm, cur- yes. Yeah. So usually. From, you know, January to November, Santa is very spelt, very athletic, works out at the Y at the North Pole, is really in good shape. So that'll be the Santa that shows up on December 23rd, right? Yes. The one with the the abs. He he might have eaten a few cookies. (laughs) He needs to get into the high fitness for the Christmas (laughs) He'll burn them off during high fitness, and he's going to have to plump up again. You know, and that's the thing. This is going to be a great party. It's free of charge. Uh, people are welcome to come. If you've never been to the class, you know, you can just observe because if you haven't been to the class, you probably won't be able to keep up with the <laughs> class. But that's okay because, again, you can say, well, this is not for me. I need to go down a notch. Or, hey, I think I could walk right in here and with a little bit of effort, I think this could be me and I could move mm-hmm. up to the next level. The why is all about meeting you where you are it is. when it comes to fitness. So mark your calendars for high fitness, Christmas party at the Y, December 23rd, 9 in the morning on a Saturday it is a full family event, and Santa will be there. Hopefully, he'll still have his abs, but he's been eating so many cookies, I don't know. He might he might have a little poochie belly on him. Of course, New Year's is just around the corner, and Beth McKenzie, everybody's New Year's goal, I'm going to eat better and lose weight. Exactly. <laughs> every help, year. We are there to help you along the way. Um, you've really started something in the last few years that I think is really great because everybody says I'm going to get out I'm going to go out to the wine I'm going to work out and they do that five days in a row and then they're exhausted sore they don't know what they're doing they're misusing the equipment this is you've got trainers there all the time new members always get an orientation they can always get a refresher if they only want to start with three machines then they want to add three more then they want to add three more I mean you meet people where they are but you've got this fit start uh, thing that's going on, and this is a neat competition. It's a 12-week weight loss challenge, and it's based on the percentage of weight that each person loses. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I lost 20 pounds. You could win at 20 pounds, even if somebody lost 60 pounds. It's it depends on where on you're percentage. at. Mm-hmm. And my cousin is a bodybuilder out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he, I mean, he's not in professional competition anymore. He's a mature adult, as I am. But he was laughing. He said, you know, I have to hit it every day to keep what I've got. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not trying to get any bigger. I'm not trying to do anything more. I'm not trying to get back into competition. He said, but, yeah, you know, if you don't use it, you won't look like Mr. Pittsburgh. (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) going to mistake me for Mr. Pittsburgh unless I stay in the gym. So the Y always meets people where they are. And this is a fun thing to do 
with family or friends or coworkers. Tell uh-huh. us about yeah, the program. Yeah. Um, so it is a 12-week program, and like you said, it is based on um, the pounds lost. We will give you some workout to do throughout the challenge if you're a member you get a free personal training session if you're not a member you get access to our facility three times a week so you can go in and do those exercises that our personal trainers are designing specifically for this challenge Um, there are bi-weekly weigh-ins that you do at the front desk you can do that at whatever time is convenient for you um, so it fits around your schedule it's um, just to get you held accountable for if if one of your goals is to lose weight and live a healthier 2024. Um, we're there to help you and we will guide you along the way and um, hope, you know, hopefully you'll achieve that goal for 2024. Exercise is only a part of the equation. Exercising the right way. Yeah. You don't want anybody to get hurt. No. You don't want people to, you know, oh, well, I'm so in bad shape instead of just trying to put 50 pounds on the machine i'll put 100 because i really need to work harder no that's you probably need to put 25 and start there (laughs) and they'll tell you that and they'll help you with that and again it's just improving your own personal best and shout out to a fellow journalist in the area who competed in this with me one year you cannot go out the night before and like eat eighty five thousand <laughs> calories and try to pack it on so that on the first day of weigh-in you are like the bloated michelin man. Mm-hmm. that is some, not, pe- some people do yeah, that <laughs> cheater, cheater. but crush your goals with the 12-week weight loss challenge Jumpstart the new year the initial weigh-in is january 8th and the final weigh-in is april 1st and the winners are based off the percentage of weight loss not the pounds lost and first prize is 200 bucks and a three-month membership to the why. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a good little uh, thing there to entice you to go. Coming up on Saturday, January 20th, it's mother-son game night. This is so important for moms and their sons to spend quality time together. It really doesn't matter what they're doing, but getting them together. Talk about that, Beth McKenzie. Why is the why so you know, game night, that doesn't have anything much to do with fitness. I mean, that might be playing a board game or it could be playing pickleball, I guess. But, you know, why is it important for mothers and sons to get together? Well, the why focuses not only just on physical fitness, but it focuses on, you know, your overall wellness. And one of that, part of that is, you know, your relationships that you have. And a mother-son relationship is extremely important. Um, a lot of times, you know, Moms are busy doing their own thing, and the kids are engaged on their on their phones. And so this is a way to get them together, engaging with each other with um, different kinds of board games and, um, you know, just fun things that they might not typically do when they're at their home. Well, the great thing about the Y is it's not just the game of Uno, but you have the giant Uno card. Mm-hmm. And you don't just have... Jenga that you put on the table, but you have the giant lumber logs of Jenga. Mm, yeah. So again, it's uh, it's something that's stimulating for kids of all ages. What kind of age group? It says kids six and up. I mean, really, um, six and up, I think the ones that probably need the most time with their mom are those teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get the teenager to come. Maybe some of these fun games would be a way that, mm-hmm. you know, mom could show them, hey, look, I can I can lift the Jenga log, too. Yeah. You know, you're not the only one with some strength in the family. But most importantly, there's snacks and there's time to be together and just time to start a conversation over a game of Uno or over a game of Jenga or over, you know, whatever other kind of games they have, chess, the giant chess and 
trivia. Maybe you'll find out your mom's smarter than you thought. Maybe you'll find <laughs> out your kid knows more than you did. And it's free to Y members, and it's only 10 bucks um, for the kids uh, and the parents. I mean, the pair, $10 a pair. And that is Saturday, January 20th from 3 to 6 p.m. So it's going to be a fun night at the Y. What kind of um, turnout are you hoping for? I mean, we're we're hoping for a, a great turnout. Like a couple I mean, hundred? That, That'd be we, great. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, yeah. Uh, and the more the merrier. It's, we want to pack the house. Pack the house. The more that come, the more fun it is. Complimentary snacks and beverages provided. Uh, kids six and up and they're the sons and the mothers for the game night on Saturday, January 20th again. Uh, get your registration in. It is free for adults. It's uh, free for all Y members. And if, you're ch- if your child is not a member of the Y, if your family is not a member of the Y, it's only $10 for you and your child to go. You must register by the day before January 19th because i got to get all the snacks and everything. Mm-hmm. But they'll be ready for everyone to come. Okay, now we're talking about volleyball. It's that time of year because basketball will start, what, in January? Yes. Yeah. And that's already been picked. That's already the teams are already practicing. They're already doing all that. Yeah, that's our, the yeah, registration so that's, is already yeah. done for that. So, so if you were interested in basketball, mark your calendar next year for November to get going <laughs> on that. But um, you've got volleyball and you've got youth volleyball. And is this for boys and girls? Because one year you opened it up to young men, and a lot of people around here because we don't have high school male volleyball they're like well why would boys want to play volleyball but we have a college male volleyball team there's olympic male volleyball team is this something that boys have wanted to do is it is it do you have boys that are involved in these uh yeah we do get boys that um that sign up for it and it's open to boys and girls um it's volleyball is a wonderful sport to to learn and it in different areas that um college volleyball is very popular among men yeah and it's a very high athletic sport. It's, it's intense. I'm kind of surprised we don't have boys volleyball in high school here. I know. Well, it'll come, I guess. Mm-hmm. Quincy was such a leading edge with soccer. You know, nobody ever even heard of soccer. And this Catholic school decided, well, everybody plays soccer. Well, not here. Well, they do it all over the world. So we're going to bring soccer to Quincy. <laughs> well, you know, volleyball, it's, it's so interesting. We have an Olympic volleyball player that grew up right here in Quincy and and we have a men's volleyball team at QU, and, and I'm just always a little bit amazed we don't have a men's volleyball team. But, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what the reason is, but certainly when I watch men play volleyball and women play volleyball at that level, I'm like, that's not the volleyball I played in high no, school. It's not oh, what, no, it's not what I do at the KC's. No, <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> so if you want to get your kids involved, there's eight weeks, eight games in total. They split them up by age group, first and second, third and fourth, fifth and sixth. And the games will start on March 9th, but in December, by the 22nd, is when you get to register because they've got to get people together by age, height, ability, sex. I mean, you know, you don't want to have a six-foot kid playing against a, you know, a little <laughs> bitty kid. So it's not only just what, what grade they're in, but also their, their physical yeah, ability we like as well. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, a kid could get moved up a class, you know, or down a class, depending on what they feel is safe. Uh, now, there's no way a first and second grader can spike, is there? No, I can't spike. So how could a first or second grader spike? Do they lower the net? Or do they just make it regular volleyball and you just do the best you I can? I think that for that age, they, it is lower. I was going to say, you I would have hope, to. Uh, yes. Are you, the game <laughs> we're tied at 0-0. Zero, zero. Unless they're, they're serving under the net. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
That was my expertise. <laughs> I'm pretty I, good at that. <laughs> the old, the old, you know, put it off your hand. I mean, back when I was in high school, girls weren't allowed to perspire. We weren't allowed to perspire. We didn't have girls, <laughs> girls sports like that. We just played in PE. So Youth Volleyball League, uh, get registered now. Your kids will start playing on March 9th. The season will be over on March 27th. This is for girls and boys. And as always, when there's ever anything involved with youth, if your family can't afford to pay the fee, the Y will work with you. Mm-hmm. And then Women's Volleyball League. And you've got recreational, you've got serious, you've got fun, you've got all different kinds of leagues for women to play volleyball. Yes, yes. We have the Monday Power League and the Tuesday Rec League. Okay. I'm not even good enough for the Rec League. But you can register at QuincyYMCA.net. And recapping, the Quincy Public Y pool is closing on the last day of the year. So if you want to go swimming, get out there and go swimming now before the end of the year. And then look forward to next year. There'll be all kinds of renovations going on. Mm-hmm. As they're going to kind of flip the script, the adult workout things will all move upstairs. And the children's activities will all move downstairs. And the Y is going to get a little revamping. Mm-hmm. And it's really critical that people support the Y. Um, you you need to support them financially with an annual gift. And if you can be a member, all the more better, you know, because after all, who provides all these youth things in our community? The Park District does a little. The Croc Center does a little. But the Y is kind of the tip of that spear when it comes to youth activity so we want to keep that that way yes we do okay if you need more information you can call the y or just visit them on their facebook page merry christmas to you Beth. merry christmas Mary. and we'll be right back to talk about muddy river opera company but first we head up to the ursa farmers cooperative We, we are back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Jillian, Jillian Miller is here. She's one of the singing Wagners. I always have to bring that up because when I was little, I, my parents had to explain to me, you can't be a singing Wagner. You're not a Wagner. I said, oh. but I'm willing to become one. Absolutely. We used to, you're too young, but I used to go over and play at your house all the time because our parents were friends. And, you know, and then I'd watch them on TV. <laughs> On WGEM, and I'd be like, can I do that? Can I do that? Yes, we have honorary Wagners. Okay, so well, you're welcome. Absolutely. Make me an honorary Wagner. Absolutely. And Stephen Sebbing is also here with Muddy River Opera Company. They both happen to work at John Wood Community College as well. So this is something that is extracurricular. So just as you encourage your students to be well-rounded, we encourage our professors to be well-rounded and to do other things and to belong to Muddy River Opera Company. And you're having a sing-along to Handel's Messiah on Sunday afternoon at 5.30. It's going to be at Luther Memorial Church at 12th and Jersey, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people have never been in that church, but the acoustics there are phenomenal. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful, beautiful it's a beautiful uh, sanctuary. Yeah. Um, but we really are encouraging people to come and um, kind of create an atmosphere of more like a vocal party. Right. So, not everybody will be singing. Some people will just want to come and listen. But if there's a certain part of it that you know or whatever, just feel free to give voice from the pew. 
Absolutely, and this is a work that many people have probably sung, um, either in college or maybe just with another choir. We're only going to be doing the first section, which is called the Christmas section. Um, with the soloist, there will be soloists, but there are five or six choruses as part of that. Uh, For Until Us a Child is Born is one that might be familiar. But, of course, we're ending the whole thing with the Hallelujah Chorus, of course, so... You can't do the Messiah, any part of the Messiah, without adding in that fantastic piece. And so it is the Christmas section only, so we will not be there till midnight. <laughs> Correct. It is not the entire, it's just the Christmas section of Handel's Messiah. So um, why do this? You're not charging any money, so what, what, what's, what's the purpose? I mean, can people throw a donation into the till? Professor Sebbing for Muddy River Opera Company, or how does this work? Absolutely. We will have a basket available for free will donations, but we really felt that this was an event that we really wanted to get out and have happen every year. We're hoping to make it an annual event. We've been hearing great feedback from other members of the community that they want to support that as well. And so we want to be part of this community and benefit the community, and that means no ticket prices. We want people to just show up and have fun. We're even providing a free soup supper afterwards as well. Are we going to say no to a dollar bill that's thrown into the basket? Or a five or a ten? No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're going okay. to be like, okay, that's great. But there's no pressure to do that, and you're more than welcome to just attend and enjoy the music, because that's what we're here for. The opera company is to bring music to Quincy. Well, Quincy is certainly a very musical town, and, and from the college, Quincy University, John Wood, to Quincy High to Notre Dame, all the way down, everybody has a great music program. Um, Jillian, your your father was a great musician uh, here in our area. Handel's Messiah, you never get tired of it. You can do it every year, and yet it is such a difficult piece that a lot of people don't do it every year, so you're not going to necessarily see a high school or a college take this on every year because once you teach it, <laughs> then you want to wait three or four years so that you teach it to another group of kids, right? But why should we be denied, you know, the public? Exactly, and that's what we're really trying to encourage. I mean, singers of all levels, if you sing once a year, if you never sing, you sing in a church choir every weekend, or you just attend church and you enjoy or attend uh, choral uh, concerts and enjoy them, it's really for everyone. Um, that's why I keep framing this as a vocal party. It's very low-key. This is not a formal event at all. Uh, mistakes welcome, uh, bobbles, whatever. You jump in, you jump out. We really want just people to come away with a great sense of bringing people together with music. And choral music is really the one, in my humble opinion, is really the one uh, form of music that really unifies all people and what a fantastic work the messiah to bring people together and at this time of year we also wanted to schedule it at the end of when the normal uh, concert season so this is the same day as the park band christmas concert which is held at the croc center i'd love to promote them as well which is always a wonderful fun event so you can go and listen to pam potter and the other fantastic musicians of the park band um, and then come right on over to luther memorial church and sing or just enjoy some more fantastic soloists um, and listen and then have a little little social soup supper afterwards who, who can't 
Beef I, soup and cookies. You've hit the nail on the head. I think it's absolutely fantastic what you're doing. I think it's just super. Uh, the great thing about this is the colleges have all, they'll have sent their kids home for spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Quincy will, for all intents and purposes, Vespers is over. Spring break is beginning. Same with Notre Dame. So this is a chance for people who want to get in the Christmas spirit to go to something on a Sunday afternoon. I also want to talk about the fact that, you know, there are so many people anymore who are, well, I'll call them unchurched. They are believers. They remember Christmas as a child. They have childhood memories of for unto us a child is born and alleluia and the other parts of the Christmas Messiah. And they want to relive that, but they don't want to feel pressured to be in a religious setting or to have somebody preach to them. So when they go to Luther Memorial Church at 12th in Jersey, nobody's going to be trying to convert them. Oh, no. <laughs> You're just sitting there saying, just sit back and listen to the sounds of probably everyone's childhood because these are, these are songs that transform us back to a simpler time. When you teach this, when you teach this work uh, at John Wood Community College, Professor Sabine, I mean, what is it about it that you say to students? Because all of us have a voice. Unlike some kids, I don't, you know, I can't do the guitar. Mm-hmm. I can plug out a tune on a piano. But I can't carry a piano with me on my back. So I'm like, oh, let's all get together and play our pianos today, okay? Well, where are we going to meet? A quarter of 8th in Maine. Everybody bring your piano and we'll go. <laughs> okay, I know with the keyboard, it's a little bit easier now. But a voice everybody carries with them at all times. And really... With a little bit of training, anyone can hit some part of it, right? <laughs> so what do you tell students when they're taking this as a, as a class, shall we say? Sure. Well, I always tend to emphasize that I encourage them to just raise their voices in song, not necessarily to raise their good voice in song, because the important thing is to get your voice out there, allow and give yourself permission to learn, and we, then we can ascertain where your voice is at, and then they can improve, because... The hardest thing for anyone, I think, is to put themselves out there and start the journey of improvement. I think even coming back to the Messiah, one of the great things that I even had in my undergrad was we did the Messiah every year, and we did it after our winter concert. So we would have a concert at the end of November, and the last two weeks of class, we did the Messiah for then three performances at the end of two weeks. Now, you might say, how did we learn the Messiah in two weeks? We didn't. You would come as a freshman, and as you joined the choir, you would then brace read through maybe seeing one of the choruses once, and then you'd be in a performance. But by the time you were a senior, you were so much better. And it gave you permission kind of on stage to know that you weren't going to hit every note. You weren't going to be flawless. You weren't going to be perfect. And I think that sometimes in this world of editing and you know, auto-tune that we think all of our performers are perfect every time. We are not perfect every time, and giving ourselves permission to learn as we go is the old way of doing things, and people understood that back in the day. I'm sure, you know, when not to say anything against it, Jillian, but I'm sure when your family was doing performances, oh. some of them were better than others. Um, yeah, I still am not sure I'm pronouncing some of that French correctly. <laughs> right. But Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's going to be a beautiful experience because mm-hmm. you don't get to hear this performed. You don't get to see people performing it. You might be able to hear it on an album or something, and uh, but to actually hear it performed. How many core people, because obviously you want the audience to sing along, but there has to be a core. So the Muddy River Opera Company has got a core that's going to know the words and the lyrics and the melody, and how many are those people? 
Yeah, I'd say there'd probably be about 10 to 12 people oh. who are really um, well-versed in singing the Messiah. Um, we also have Hetty Rothfuss, who is going to be on the organ, and she's phenomenal and knows this work upside down. Um, the organ uh, at Luther Memorial is being refurbished for this particular event. They took that on because they're very excited just to um, bring people together. And and also, you know, the Messiah sing-along does happen in many other um, cities. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing some research, you know, I've lived many places and have been back in Quincy now for um, several years and have always thought this community can absolutely support a Messiah sing-along just like these other, even smaller communities do. Did they used to do something like this at Quincy High at the end of one of their performances? Well, the um, handles the Hallelujah Chorus is always sung at the end of Vespers, and okay. it's a wonderful right. time for alumni to come up on stage. That's what I'm thinking of. Absolutely. So everyone, the Hallelujah Chorus is very um, well known to a lot of people. So if you can't sing any of the rest of it, you can always jump in on the Hallelujah Chorus at the end if you'd like. But how many movements are there in this Christmas? It starts out with four untwists, a child is born. Is that the first song you're supposed to be singing? Or give me, give me the rundown and say the names of these parts because they may mean something to, uh, it may jog yeah, my memory there's um that's probably the most popular one of the others uh, for unto us a child is born but um for the glory of the lord for the you know that that tune um all of it is so triumphant as well and um the other thing is that like um steven was saying is muddy river opera is really committed to making this an annual event. So to come and be a part of this inaugural event, maybe you don't know all of them this year, but maybe next year, like, oh, I think I can jump in on that part or this part or or um, as you go along through the years. The vocal party is Sunday at 530, free entry at Luther Memorial Church, 12th in Jersey. There's a soup supper that follows. Donations are appreciated. The Muddy River Opera Company, thank you so much for coming by and sharing this with us. Our pleasure, Mary. Thank you for having us. Thank you.